So um, I don't have to segue into that kind of stuff, but I do want to start off. I do want to start off with a scripture. And if you were here with us last week, we left off. It was faith in football, right? Faith in football. And actually, you know, uh, if you know John, who won the uh, the award-winning end zone dance. Pray for John this morning. He's in the hospital. Went and saw him yesterday. We think it's because he's a Patriots fan. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, it was a great. It, it doesn't feel like it was a week ago. It doesn't. It's like a month. It feels like it's a month ago. But we're going to start off with the scripture we left off with last week because if we're not too careful, we can breeze over something big time in there. So turn with me if you've got your Bibles to the book of John. Book of John, chapter 14 is where we left off. John, chapter 14. I kind of switch gears here from a costume change. I didn't want to keep you waiting around. All right. All right, I get it. I'm done. Okay. All right, John chapter 14, verses 25 through 27. We read this last week, but again, I want to brush up on this. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. This is the words of Jesus. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit... Whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And what's this next word here, if you're reading along? Peace. What we're talking about today, right? Peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. In other words, I'm not giving this peace to you as the world gives not an Indian giver, you know, I've got a niece who I love, and uh, she's, she's in this big word right now, and that word is mine, <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's hers or if it's yours, mine, <laughs> and she's, that's her word right now, and if you give her something, she's like, mine, take it back, if she gives you something, mine, take it back, and, and a lot of us we, in the world, we kind of like that right now, we go through these phases of mine, as you say, no, I'm not going to give that to you the way the world gives. I'm not going to mine it back. This is yours, my peace. I'm going to leave it with you, and you're going to be able to have it forever. And as Daniel was saying, this peace series, this peace within, is really born out of all... I mean, you look around. You don't, I know you're not dumb. I'm not dumb. We look around on the news. Lord, help us. You get on social media. Oh, my word. Everywhere you look, it seems like there is just chaos, and there's, there's confusion, there's worry, there's fear, there's frustration. You might see it when you look in the mirror. You don't even have to get online. And you look in, and maybe you've got the, the, the worry wrinkles going on, and, and stressing out about so many different things. And it seems like everything is just chaos. How do you find peace within? Turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 6. I'm just going to read a short passage here. Book of Luke, chapter 6. And Jesus is talking about the tree and its fruit, and He finishes up here in verse 45, just one verse. He says, The good person, out of the good treasure in his heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of his evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And so when we're looking at the news and we're looking at our culture and we're, and we're looking at things that are happening socially and environmentally and all this chaos that you might feel like you're in, it's because there's a lot of unpeace without, right? There's a lot of overflow that is not peaceful. 
Because out of the overflow of the heart, our mouth speaks, and, and our culture and our country and our world is overflowing today, but it's not with goodness, right? It's not overflowing with joy. It's not overflowing with peace. It's overflowing with hate, with judgment, with fear. It's overflowing with financial debt and worry. It's overflowing with, with broken relationships. Just overflow, overflow, overflow. So this series about is going to be calling us time out. For us in here, take a pause. We're going to take a breath together for the next couple weeks and talk about the overflow and what it looks like to have peace, not necessarily without, but within. So I don't know how many weeks this is going to go. I think my mom told me when I was young and I was watching her bake cookies. I'm like, Mom, how do you know when to pull them out? She's like, well, when they're done. So this, 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 this series could be three weeks. I don't know. It could be four. It could be five. I don't know. We're going to talk about peace until we have peace with talking about peace. Because there are so many different things. And we're going to dive into some nitty-gritty areas that not a lot of preachers are going to want to touch. Politics. Next week. It's coming. I'm actually really excited about it. How do you have peace within politics? How do you have peace within race division and diversity, segregation, which still happens, by the way? How do you have peace in broken relationships? Can you? We're going to be talking about those things. So I want you to think about a few things that are on your list of unpeace in your life today. Don't need to go outside. Don't need to think about, you know, that woman out in California divorcing her husband of 22 years because he voted for Trump. I'm not talking about that level of unpeace. You just need to look in your little bubble, your little world, your little sphere of influence. And I want you to think of just a couple things this morning that are on your top list of, wow, I really don't have peace with that right now in my life. Is it finances? Is it a relationship you're in that's just not going the way you know it could or should, or that God would want it to go. Go ahead and take like 10, 15 seconds. I want you to come up with at least three things. Come up with at least three things that you do not have peace about in your life right now. Because we're going to be real. No one in here is perfect. My wife will tell you that again. No one in here is perfect, especially, especially not me. But there are things that we worry about. So I want you to think of at least three. And go. Thinking caps, right? The unknowns, the fears. Something you worry about that you wish you didn't have to because you don't have peace about that thing. You guys got a couple things? Couple? Couple nods? Yeah? At least one big one, right? Maybe it's just the one gigantic thing you just can't see around in your life. So I want to set this scripture up before we dive in this morning because today we're going to be talking about peace within the storm. And it might seem like there's a storm going on in your life. It might seem like there's a storm going on in our culture again. We're going to be talking about peace within the storm. So we're going to turn, go ahead and turn to the book of Mark, Mark chapter 4. And while you're turning there, I want to set this up. See, it's been a long day for Jesus by the time we get to this part at the end of chapter 4. And it most likely began, his day most likely began somewhere back in chapter 3. So if you get tired from just reading chapter 3 and 4, imagine how Jesus felt because he preached about a lot of things included in chapter 3 and chapter 4. Some of the most popular, if you will, most well-known parables that Jesus taught are included 
and these two short chapters in 3 and 4. And he was doing miracles. And first of all, he had to, he had to get away from these, these clerks who came down from Jerusalem to observe him and just critique him and say that, well, you know, he's casting out Satan because he is Satan. Da-da-da. And Jesus is like, no. Are you kidding me? How can Satan cast out himself? And he goes on and he, he, he has a crowd that follows him. The crowd gets so big, he's got to preach out from a boat, talking out. Onto the shoreline, there's so many people. Turn it into a little amphitheater. So he's talking out in a boat, and he's talking about the parable of the mustard seed, right? And he's talking about how our faith grows, and he's, he's talking about the, the seed and the sower and those famous parables, putting a lamp under a basket, and a few things we talked about back during our Illuminate series. And after this long day, Jesus is most likely what? He's probably tired, right? And maybe a few other things. Maybe, maybe he's hungry. So we're going to pick up here in the book of Mark, Chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 35. Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Again, if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn it on if you've got a smartphone. If you don't have a Bible at all, there's a, a bunch of uh, ESVs over there underneath our prayer board. Just go grab one, take it with you home today. If you don't have a Bible at all, write your name in it in permanent ink. That's yours. So Mark chapter 4, we're going to pick up in verse 35. It says, on that day when evening had come, all that day is past, right? He said to them, let's go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with him in the boat, just as he was. I think that's why that little phrase, just as he was, is in there. Like, why would you even throw that in? Because Jesus is probably tired, or he's hungry, or he's sweaty, or he's not wearing the right clothes to go across the Sea of Galilee here, right? And other boats were with him. A little fleet of Jesus bunch of little disciples, a bunch of little followers falling in and getting the boat and different boats across the sea. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, What? Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great what? Right after he asked them this question, Are you still afraid? They were filled with great fear. And said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? I'll explain something to you about this. So we get this good image in our brain about what's going on here in Mark chapter 4. Now this is not a cruise ship crossing the Sea of Galilee. This boat was maybe, maybe as long as this stage. This is 28 foot 5, I know, because we built it. So it goes, it, maybe it's this long, maybe it's shorter than this, but this was an average to slightly large size boat that would go out on the Sea of Galilee, these fishermen's boats, right? It's not the greatest thing in the world. There's no decks. There's no, I'm up here and there's a below deck. No, it's just one flat level, picture a giant rowboat, and just to paint a picture of how ghetto fabulous this boat is, I love the writer here because then we come out and he says, <clears throat> and Jesus was asleep on the cushion. Like there's not two. Like there's just one. This is, this is the picture we get painted of how like rugged and just worn and not meant for travel this boat is. They only have one cushion and Jesus has it and he's asleep on it. And these winds and these waves are coming up. They're getting tossed up into the boat. I want you to say something or learn something. Jesus was getting wet, right? Had to be. Jesus also knew that there was a storm. 
But the disciples running around like chickens with their heads cut off, losing their minds in this small little boat with just one cushion. And this might be how you're feeling this morning. You're looking out across the winds and the waves of your world, right? Chaos. It's going crazy. There's a storm that's going on in your life, and you're like, oh my gosh, I need a cushion. I can't can't even get a cushion to sit down on. And this storm is going crazy and water of life is coming into my boat and I feel like I'm sinking. I feel like I'm drowning. What is going to happen? You may even look out and see other boats in the same area. You're like, well, at least it's not just me, right? I can see other boats and they're going through the same storm I am. So, you know, it's, we know Jesus, right? And we're in this sea, and we're in this storm, but at least I know that other Christians have the same problems I do. There's no victory in that. Hooray! Yes? No. Because we've all missing, everyone in those boats, everyone inside that one little boat with Jesus, we're all missing the point. They were all worried, and they were all fearful of the storm that was going on around them. Here's the thing today. You see, peace, peace starts within. If you read the title of this sermon series that was up there, you probably figured that out already, or hope to. But you know what? We need to really actually think about this. Peace starts within. Your circumstances do not dictate whether or not you're at peace. You being at peace does dictate how you handle those circumstances. I'll say that again. Peace starts within. Your circumstances do not dictate whether or not you are at peace. But you being at peace does dictate how you handle your circumstances. So how do you get peace within? Because you might not have peace without. So how do you get peace within? I'll tell you what, it's not yoga. It's not Pilates. It's not a state of Zen. It's not that. It's not feng shui. Or feng shui. Or whatever it's called, where you arrange the, the furniture in a certain way to make yourself feel good. Right? It's not that. It's not your kids leaving wearing matching socks. Thank you, Jesus, that day, right? It's not going to bring you peace within. It's not eating that salad for lunch when you really wanted that cheeseburger. It's not going to give you peace within. It's not how great your hair got did. It's not. Or how great you feel when you look in the mirror. That's not going to bring you peace within. Amen. Sneezes. I'm just kidding. You see, our world is hungry. You and me, our world is hungry for that peace within. That peace that passes understanding that Jesus was talking about. And many of us, even many of us in here, I'm not going to make you raise your hands or do something awkward or not and be like, yeah, I'm that guy. I've tried feng shui. Okay. I still don't have peace within. My yoga class isn't working for me. Still don't have peace within. Many of us are trying to fill that void that we are searching for for peace with so many different things. So you want peace within? 
You guys want peace within this morning? I do. So praying for it. You want peace within? Then you have to ask the right question. If you want peace within, you have to ask the right question. You see, much of this series is going to hinge on this concept and this perspective that we're going to domino effect through this series. And it's this, asking the right question. You see, a lot of us are we're worried about what our faith looks like at work. What does our faith look like at baseball practice or band practice? What does our faith look like in our PTA meetings? What does our faith look like and all that kind of stuff? And we're asking the wrong question. The question we should be asking is, what does PTA, what does band practice, what does baseball, what does work, what does school look like in relation to my faith? You see, we're asking the wrong question and hoping for peace within. But when we ask a worldly question, we get a world, worldly answer. No peace. There's a bumper sticker. No God, no peace, N-O. No God, no peace. And there's the next line down. No God, K-N-O-W. No God, no peace. And our culture, especially our Christian culture, has gotten this just turned Turn completely around and like, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I follow Jesus Christ. So what does that look like? Well, how do I be a Christian at school? No, 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 no. How do, how do you, you, we're asking the wrong question. How does school give you an opportunity to be a better Christian? Not how do you be a Christian at school. How does school fit in to your faith? How does work fit in to your faith? See, it's not just a coat we take on and we take off. You either have peace within or you don't. And if you want peace within, you have to ask the right questions. You see, the disciples here in this story of Mark, they did not ask the right question, did they? Their question was, was essentially, do not you care about me and my chaos? Was their question. Jesus is asleep on the one cushion we've already talked about. He's got it. He's sleeping in the back of the boat. It's not a big boat. Waves are coming in. And it says the boat was already filling with water. And so the disciples there, they're probably like, you know, taking anything they have, small spoons, and just like bail, bail water, just get out faster because there's a boat here and we're going to sink. And Jesus, how are you sleeping? Don't you care about me and my chaos? Don't you see the world that I'm in? How on earth could this be peace? Jesus, we're going to die. And you're sleeping. Where's the peace in that? And the disciples ask the wrong question. So what's the right question? As far as this story, it's, it's a boat, but it's much, much bigger than that. The right question for you and me to have peace within this morning is, are you in the boat with Jesus? That's the right question. Not Jesus, don't you see me in my chaos? Me, 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 me. Not Jesus, don't you see the problems that I'm going through? He's like, yeah, what problems, right? What's going on in my life? Jesus, don't you see what's going on? Well, yeah, I do. And I'm so at peace with it. I'm sleeping. Because I got the whole world in my hands. We're not going to sing. Okay. So I've got, I've got the, everything is there. Why are you worrying? Why are you losing your minds? Yeah, I know the boat's filling up with water. It'll drain out. Yeah, I know there's wind and I know there's waves. Yes, who controls them? Why are you so afraid, he asks. Where's your faith? 
And that's our question this morning. Are you in the boat with Jesus? You want peace within? That's the question to ask. Are you with Jesus? you got chaos in your life. You have to ask the question, and why am I with Jesus? Because Jesus is not a God of chaos or confusion, but of peace, of unity, of love, of mercy, of grace, of justice. Two different worlds cannot exist within you at the same time. That's why we talked about the overflow in Luke chapter 6. Because see, if you're filled up with chaos within, guess what it's going to look like out there? Chaos outside. If you're filled up with peace within, from Jesus Christ, guess what your world is going to look like outside? Ain't nothing going to bring you down. Ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough to keep Him away from you because He loves you. The right question for us this morning, are you in the boat with Jesus? Are you trying to fight the storm that you are in on your own? Guess what? You can't. You, you can't have peace within when you have chaos within. You can't have love within when you have hate within. You can't have Jesus within when you have the world within. They do not coexist. There's only room for one Lord of your life. And if you're in the boat with Jesus, it doesn't matter what the storms in your life look like. John's in the hospital. Cheryl's here. Blowing my mind. If you're in the boat with Jesus, it does not matter what the storms around you look like, right? Because He can calm everything. The wind doesn't matter. The waves washing up in your life seeming like they're going to drown you. Nope, Jesus got this. Because you're in the boat with Jesus. And that's why we talked about in John 14. That's why we started there. My peace I give to you. I'm not going to give it to you and then take it back. It's a peace that passes understanding and it's only a peace found in me. There's one more thing we're going to look at this story before we take it home today. If we read this passage in Mark, this little short ten, not even verses. Now, notice here in verse... Let's see, what is it? Uh, 37. The boat was already filling with water, right? It's filling up with water. Now Jesus gets up off the cushion, the cushion, right? And he says, peace be still, and the wind and the waves die down. And they're like, yes! And they look down, and what are they still standing in? There's still water in the boat. I don't know if we picked up on that. You're like, yes, everything went great. Jesus calmed the wind and the waves. No, yeah, they were still in a boat that had water in it. They still had to do something. You see, just because you're in the boat with Jesus does not negate the fact that you still have choices and actions to make, to maintain, to keep, to fight for that peace within. See, a lot of people like a genie God. 
boom, presto, my wishes are done. God was great. I'll call you again next Tuesday. I'll check in. I'll let you know what I need. You let me know. We'll pray a little bit. It'll be fine, right? A lot of people like genie God. A lot of people like prosperity gospel. Read this and you're going to get rich. Read this and you're not going to have any problems. Would Jesus preach the exact opposite? He said, you are going to have trouble in this life. Wake up call. Duh. Thank you, Jesus, right? If I have to spell it out for you, he said, I will. You're going to have trouble in this life. It's going to be hard. And just because you're in the boat with me doesn't mean that the world isn't going to toss waves into your little zone. And you're going to have to make some choices, and you're going to have to take some actions to keep His peace within. No one ever said there's going to be easy, right? Choices like this, social media. Ooh, ooh, social media. Maybe you lean to the left politically, or maybe you lean to the right politically. And there's those posts that are going up, and you see them. Oh, and they just drive you crazy. You just want to post, you just want to comment. Oh, I want to tell you how I feel, because I know you don't care. But I just want to vent on social media. And I know it's not going to change anything, but blah, 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 blah. You're going to have to make some choices. Bail that out of your life. You're going to have to make some choices and take some actions. I really like this TV show. It's called Vampire Diaries, or it's called Real Housewives of whatever, pick a city, or, it, or it's called, you know, House Hunters International, or it's called, I don't know what it's called. And you may have to make some choices and take some actions to fight for the peace within and say, you know what, no, I haven't touched this since last Sunday. No wonder I feel the waves and the wind creeping in, because I'm losing my peace, His peace, Within. You're going to have to make some choices and you're going to have to take some actions. Valuing money, valuing God. Hate that you feel building up against that other political party or that person who just did you wrong you can't let go and it was 18 years ago and you still wake up every morning. Bail that out of your boat. What goes in the boat with you and Jesus? Because if you put chaos in, you cannot have peace within. Those things need to be out of your life. And that's what Jesus can help you do. Because he silenced the wind and he silenced the waves. Peace, be still. He can make, stop, just cut it out, time out. He can do that in your life. It still requires your choice and your action. Turn with me to 1 Peter, way back in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 5. This is one of my favorite verses growing up. It's a little short passage here. I had it on a little cardboard business card type of thing that I just stuck up in the mirror in my bedroom. 1 Peter chapter 5. And we're going to read verses 6 and 7, even though I like 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him, because He cares for you. Cast all your anxieties on Him. That's a choice. That's an action you have to take to get that stuff, bail that stuff, get rid of that stuff out of the boat of your life so that you can just be with you and Jesus in the boat. Am I making sense this morning? You got to get that stuff out of your life. Cast all of those things, all those anxieties, all of those fears, all of those worries, those things that I made you think of earlier. Guess what? Got to cast it out. Cast it on Him. He can bear the weight. 
Trust me. But you have to let it go. Much more than a frozen song from Disney. You've got to let it go. Because if it's in your boat, it's going to sink you. Cast all your cares on Him because He cares for you. It's time to let go of those things this morning. It's time to let Jesus be Jesus in your life. For Him to silence the waves of your worries, the winds of uncomfortability and change, the water of doubt and fear that's just going to drown you if you let it. If you want peace in your life, and this peace through the series and everything we're talking about, if you want peace within, the answer was and will always be Jesus. So are you with Him? Do you have that peace in your life that passes all understanding? Are people that you know able to look at you and be like, I don't know what's going on in their life, but like, their car just broke and exploded, and their mortgage is behind. Maybe they don't have, like, what's going on, and, and they're sick. Like, all 18 kids of them, you know, are just running around coughing on everybody, and they're just sick. And they're just like, fine. How? That's what the world is hungering for. That's Jesus' peace that passes all understanding. If you know Jesus this morning, then no peace. See, it makes no sense for us to have a series and you keep talking about this for the next couple of weeks in politics and in, in pain. What does a peace look like in pain? In controversy. If we don't know where peace comes from and how we obtain it. See, if we miss this crucial point this morning, the next couple of weeks for us are just shot. Because peace comes from within and it comes from being with Jesus Christ. And you're like, well, maybe there's a whole world out there. It seems like chaos. There's a whole world out there. It's just tearing me apart. And you're asking the question that the disciples did. God, don't you see me in my chaos? There's a whole world out there that's trying to attack me. He's like, yeah. There's a whole world in here full of peace. Dive in. You can have peace within, despite the pain, despite the controversy, despite the chaos that you might feel is going on in your life. Be in the boat with Jesus. Ask yourself the right question. Am I with Jesus? And if I am, man, I want to bail out everything that gets between me and Him. You want peace in your life? You want peace within? That's how. Let's pray.